0: Jacoby Myers was the New England Patriots' number one receiver in 2021, but will the Patriots actually go ahead and re-sign him? Aaron Rodgers shared a cryptic message today, leading some to believe that he could be done with those Green Bay Packers. Jarvis Landry would like to stay in Cleveland, but he's confident that he can win a championship elsewhere. Brian Flores says he's not mad at Bill Belichick. Why would he? He explains why. He made the text message exchange public and a little nugget about how they haven't spoken and former New England Patriots. Rodney Harrison makes a case for why the Patriots need to draft a linebacker with their first round pick. What's up kids. My name is Ray and welcome to the dear Pats nation podcast. Uh, I'm what you can call a New England Patriots super fan. And I find any opportunity that I can To talk about the six-time Super Bowl champion, but I don't just talk about the Patriots. I talk about everything. I talk about the NFL. I talk about football, and I am here no matter what time of the season to give you your football fix. I'm also a member of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything that I'm doing over there, as well as over 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com has everything that you're looking for. Don't forget, if you're a fan of the Deer Path Station Podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content, head on over to RayRoute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com you'll find the latest episodes of the dear passage podcast, plus my newest videos and blogs, merch store and more go check out ray That is R a Y R a U T H.com and get all of my newest free content all in one place. And if you're looking for exclusive dear Pass nation content, head on over to my Patreon page and become a loyalty member. All right, you get the live video version of the Pass Nation podcast. You get direct access to me. Send me a message, I guarantee I'll answer you. Your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Pass Nation podcast. Plus, every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join the Patreon Hangout live with me and all of the Loyalty Club members. Sometimes uh, Mario from Hashtag Sports shows up. Sometimes Lawrence Owen from Coltslaw. Producer Mike is always there. Right, Join that Patreon for $5 a month. You get exclusive videos, your comments and questions and comments answered, and you get the Friday night hangout. Come check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. With that being said, let's get this show started. And uh, we're going to kick it off with the Patreon comments and questions. Only one tonight. Alex asks, what do you think is the most likely head coach for the Patriots after Bill Belichick retires? Oh, man, Alex, you love to throw the hypotheticals at me. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do what? Uh, Listen, clearly, I don't know. Uh, I have expressed that I would love to see like a Gerard Mayo take over. I have thought about the possibilities of like a Wes Welker. I kind of always hoped that maybe when Belichick is ready to retire, Mike Vrabel could be available. Maybe Robert Kraft pulls off a trade like he did with Belichick and bring Vrabel over. I can tell you who I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be Joe Judge. I don't want it to be Matt Patricia. I definitely don't want it to be Steve Belichick. But one of the reasons that this question is so hard to answer is because we don't know how much longer Bill Belichick has. I alluded on last night's podcast that perhaps Bill Belichick's time is coming to an end. He's never really done anything to sort of replenish the coaching staff over the last few years. He's just kind of been doing things within adding a couple guys, but it's not that turnover, right? Remember at one point we went from Charlie Weiss to Josh McDaniels, to Bill O'Brien. We don't have that this time around, which to me thought could be painting the picture that perhaps Billy B is done, but we don't know. He could coach two more years, five more years, 10 more years. And then I think at that point, that's when we can start having the discussion about, Who's the best person available for the Patriots? Until then, just all a guessing game. But if Bill Belichick retired today, I'd love, love to see Gerard Mayo take the realms. Thank you, Alex. And don't forget, everybody, you can get your comments and questions in on the Patreon page. Very light this week. Only Alex. Uh, A couple of the regulars not doing it. You guys must be busy. It was a long weekend for you. Long weekend for me, too. It is what it is. All right, guys, we're going to get into our full stories for the night. But of course, before we do that, we got to bring in Mr. Two Year Plan. Mr. Let's Get Rid of Josh McDaniels, and the team and coaching staff will be so much better. Mr. Let's Give Up a First Round Pick for Julio Jones. He did convert to a conditional first round pick after I convinced him of it. Ladies and gentlemen, Producer Mike.
1: What's going on, everybody? (laughs)
0: Michael, how are you, man?
1: Good, thank you for that introduction.
0: Uh, was I telling a lie? Absolutely not. Truth not, telling a podcast. Si- not a single word that came out of my mouth is a lie there. No, nope. Ray is only a truth-teller. If you went through podcast by podcast, you would hear him say that it's better for them to move on from Josh McDaniels. You would have saw a vicious argument about how we should be trading a first round pick for Julio Jones. And I said that I converted you to a conditional, but at first it wasn't a conditional. It was a first round pick. Correct. Yep. I forget what else I said, but I'm sure it was true as well.
1: You did convert me to be fair. And I think you definitely converted me later in that whole process of so like, man, this probably shouldn't be a thing, but I'm going to stick with the uh, shtick.
0: Yeah, because you knew I was right. And it turns out, boom. I was right. He was right. He was very right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, we're going to get into our first story here, which, of course, is about Jacoby Myers and whether or not the New England Patriots will be resigning. But stick around because we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers sharing a cryptic message. We're going to talk about Jarvis Landry wanting to stay in Cleveland, but he's confident he can win a championship somewhere else. Of course, Brian Flores isn't mad at Bill Belichick. I don't know why he would be. He Belichick's the one who kind of gave him the uh, the proof in Exhibit A that he needed in his lawsuit. And uh, Rodney Harrison's like, hey, Patriots, you don't need a wide receiver. Nope, nope, you don't need a cornerback. Draft a linebacker in the first round. So uh, curious to see what Mike has to say to some of these stories because I feel like a couple of them could be controversial in his eyes. Um, But we'll get to them. We'll go through the stories. Uh, We'll get some fan reaction that I got today to some of these stories. And uh, we'll just have a good time. How does that sound, Michael? I love having a good time. It's It's always nice when we can just talk some football and have a good time, right? Exactly. Let's go. All righty. And like I said, we're going to start. Sorry, this is me trying to do eight things at the same time. There we go. Here we go. So according to Pats Nation, the New England Patriots are in desperate need of a number one receiver. Uh, According to some Patriot fans who have a tough time grasping the game of football, The Patriots need to revamp their entire offense. I agree with the number one receiver, but outside of Nikhil Harry, the Patriots offense is fine. Come on, guys. Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne, they're all great fits for the New England offense. However, Jacoby Myers was Mac Jones' safety blanket last season, and because of that, that made him the de facto number one receiver. Jacoby Myers is also a free agent. Zach Cox of Nesson wrote a fantastic piece today, pointing out how important Myers is for the team. And he also points out the reasons to and not to re-sign Myers. Here's what he wrote, some of what he wrote. Quote, in nearly every key scenario, Myers was a rookie quarterback Mac Jones top option, leading the team in targets on third down, while Jones was pressured and while Jones was blitzed, according to pro football focus, Myers said he definitely wants to be back next season and the Patriots would be wise to keep him. The Patriots can choose to tender Myers at a first round, second round, or first or right of right refusal level. The first two would give new England, the corresponding draft pick compensation of another team signs the 25 year old to an offer sheet and the Patriots declined to match. If the Patriots make substantial additional additions to the receiving core this offseason, like, say, adding a top-tier outside threat and a quicker, shiftier slot, and want to give the underwhelming Aguilar a chance to improve in year two, they could view Myers as expendable. The fact that Jones looked for Myers in key situations, I believe, is telling on its own. The Cincinnati Bengals drafted a player and built an offense that would make Joe Burrow comfortable. The Patriots could do the same thing for Mac Jones. However, let's face it, only a fool would think that Myers and offensive rookie of the year Jamar Chase are comparable. So there could be a legitimate reason not to waste cap space on Jacoby Myers. Now, Mike Myers has been a great story he went from undrafted free agent to a key piece of the Patriots offense yep. heading into free agency how important is it for Belichick to re-sign Myers or is it not important at all
1: this is a tough question for me because I like Myers as a player but if you look at the cap space that's available to the Patriots um, I just don't think it's there to put something substantial on him. Like a, a second round tender. Uh, it's going to cost just under $4 million. The Patriots are very cash strapped and listen. Like you said, he's been that outlet for Mac Jones. We want that. We want our, our rookie quarterback to have his safety blankets, but with the amount of money you invested in the offense last year, um, this may be, a, this may be a person that you just need to move on from because like the fan base has mentioned, like you have mentioned, we're looking more for that number one outside threat receiver, not another inside uh, safety blanket first down kind of guy. <clears throat> oh, sorry about that.
0: So uh, Pats Nation, or at least the, the Pats Nation who follows uh, rayroute.com on Twitter, that's at Uh Don't agree with you, Mike. <laughs> Uh, When asked if we believe that they will re-sign with the Patriots, 84.6% of the voters said yes, he will be re-signed. Do you think that's a little bit of them just wanting the Patriots to re-sign him, possibly just living that dream of Jacoby? And I think a lot of people overvalue what Jacoby Myers is for the team as well. I think they see him as... You know, like a bona fide number two, where on a lot of teams, he'd probably be the number three receiver. Um, is yeah. this is Patriot fans' wishful thinking?
1: I think it's because he's been that reliable um, target for Brady, Cam Newton, and now Jones. So he's just been a very reliable receiver, but you have to look at the circumstances. He's been a very reliable receiver in some underwhelming rooms, um, and now that the, there's talent in that room, you kind of have to evaluate it that way. Um, Listen, it's not out of the question. The Patriots are going to have to make a lot of moves to free up cap space, so they could end up putting the tender on him, and that could be the end of it. They could sign him to a deal. Who knows? Um, I agree with you, though. I think he, he is overvalued right now. So we're going to
0: talk about this story here that Aaron Rodgers shared, that cryptic Instagram story today, uh, leading a lot of people to believe uh, that he's done with the Packers. It also led to Pat McAfee having over 130,000 viewers today. I uh, don't forget coming up, Jarvis Landry would like to stay with Cleveland, but he's confident he can win a championship elsewhere. Brian Flores says he's not mad at Bill Belichick, and he explains why he made those text messages public. And Rodney Harrison makes the case for the Patriots to draft a linebacker, not a wide receiver, not a cornerback, with the first-round pick this year. Aaron Rodgers was feeling thankful late Monday night when he took to Instagram and released a long post thanking a lot of different people in his life. It also looked very much like a retirement post, even though Rodgers never said he was. However, if I was a Green Bay Packer fan, I would be pretty nervous right now. Uh, As a New England Patriots fan, I know exactly what you're going through. I had to witness the Patriots go from Tom Brady to Cam Newton. You may have to witness and watch the Packers go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. It sucks. I get it. Trust me. It does. That being said, John Breach of CBS Sports highlights that the Packers and the Cheeseheads are waiting and playing this game to see whether or not Aaron Rodgers will return to Green Bay and his cryptic messages to the uh, Packer fans. Here's what he wrote, quote, with Rodgers' future still up in the air, the Packers quarterback might have just raised even more questions about his plans this upcoming season In a lengthy post to Instagram Rogers decided to show gratitude for many of the people in his life, including uh, uh, Shailene Woodley and his Packers teammates quote. Oh, sorry. It's only the third time Rodgers has shared anything on Instagram over the past five months. Quote, to the men I go, uh, I got to share the quarterback room with every day: Matt Lafleur, Nathaniel Hackett, Luke Getzky, Jordan Love, Kurt Benkert. You guys made every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought to me every week of the year. I love you guys, Rodgers wrote. End quote. So, like some people have accused Aaron Rodgers uh, as for just looking for attention. However, on the Pat McAvee show today, Roger said that he hasn't made a decision yet. He actually buried the lead and immediately told Pat that nobody was getting a decision. Basically, Roger said that he was coming off a 12-day cleanse and that he was feeling grateful and decided to share that on social media. Mike, this clearly shook up the internet yesterday and today. Um, I was one of those 130,000 people tuning into the Pat McAfee show today to find out uh, what Rodgers was going to say I actually scheduled my lunch period around being able to watch him (laughs) on the McAfee show Um, (laughs) what do you make of this post is Rodgers looking for attention, is he hinting at retirement, is he going to be a Green Green Bay Packer next season like what in the heck is happening with Aaron Rodgers right now
1: I think it's a combination of uh buying for uh negotiation space, so to speak, and um kind of look. I don't I don't know if looking for sympathy is the right word, but somewhere along that line is looking for attention, like you said. Um listen, he did the same thing last year. I think it's his way of kind of nudging the Packers, saying saying, Oh, I you know, maybe I'm thinking about retiring look at how introspective and reflective I'm being but at the same time again he did this same thing last year where where he kind of went on vacation and said oh I'm very thankful for everybody I have in my life you know as he was you know kind of boycotting the Packers at the same time to kind of nudge them so I think this is definitely Aaron kind of doing his thing I think it's a combination of things I think it's semi-calculated we'll see what happens
0: so we did post out today. We asked basically I asked them the same questions that I asked you. Is he done with the Green Bay Packers? Could he be done with the NFL altogether? Will we see Aaron Rodgers with a new team in 2022? Uh, kind of a split vote. Yeah. 21% say he wants to be traded. 30% of the voters believe that. He's going to retire from the NFL, and 48% believe that he is going to be a Packer in 2022. So almost 50% of the votes believe that he's going to be a Green Bay Packer in 2022. Yep. Um, we don't have a whole lot of Green Bay Packer fans who follow us, so I assume that that was mostly Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots fans because that's an in Indy fans. Those are our three yep. biggest fan bases. So it was interesting to see 50% of the vote or 48 yeah percent of the vote going to him staying in green bay in 2022 um what i will say is is i would i probably voted packers in 2022 as well because i didn't see any tension or any sort of dismay on the sidelines this year it looked like a team that was gelling and it looked like a coach and a quarterback were getting along and then i even go back to aaron Rodgers' speech when he won the mvp and how much do you think Matt LaFleur?
1: Yeah, listen, I think he's going to be a Packer next year. I don't think it makes sense for him to go to the Broncos. That that division is incredibly, incredibly stacked, right? Obviously, you have the Chiefs, you have the Bengals, you have, um, you have the Raiders. Um, did I say the Bengals? Sorry, the Chargers.
0: <laughs> um, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders.
1: Yeah. And... Um, Listen, it just doesn't make sense to me. The, the the Packers are stacked. They'll find a way to make his money work. They'll probably put uh, Devontae on the franchise tag so he can play with Rodgers for one more year. It doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't to go into a
0: division um, in a team that's brand new to you and stacked. Guys, don't forget to go check me out on the Halftime app. You can download it on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. I think it's the App Store, whatever it's called. Go to wherever you get your apps. Download half the Halftime app. Uh, We will be doing some exclusive stuff on there very shortly. We do want to get into the story about Jarvis Landry saying that he wants to stay in Cleveland, but he's confident he can win a championship somewhere else. Also makes me believe that he's looking for the money. And don't forget, we're going to finish off with Brian Flores not being mad at Bill Belichick and Rodney Harrison saying, hey, you don't need no wide receiver in the first round. You need a linebacker. The Cleveland Browns are forever going to disappoint the dog pound. Let me just get that out of the way to start with. If you're a Browns fan, you may want to hold on to the belief that, well, that you're finally going to get rewarded for your patience. I'm sorry to dampen your spirits, but the Cleveland Browns are always going to figure out a way to Cleveland Browns themselves. All jokes aside, the Browns enter the 2021 season with what looked like one of the most stacked offenses in the NFL. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, and Jarvis Landry. Of course, OBJ left and won a Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. And now it appears, unless the Browns are willing to put up some big bucks for a long time, Kevin Patra of NFL.com is reporting that the Browns are at risk of losing Jarvis Landry. Here's what he wrote, quote, Could Jarvis Landry be on his way out of Cleveland? The Browns receiver posted a series of tweets on Tuesday morning that he played through an injury last season and evoked questions about his future in Ohio. The injury explanation shed some light on Landry's struggles in 2021 when he put up a career-worst 570 yards on 52, touchdown, or 52 catches and two touchdowns in 12 games. The more interesting aspect of the receiver's tweet storm is the suggestion that he could pursue, quote, winning a championship somewhere else if sides can't agree on a multi-year solution. The other side of the coin is that the Browns receiving core is woefully thin if you take Landry out of the equation. After releasing Odell Beckham last year, Cleveland's depth chart currently reads Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, Rashad Higgins is set to be an unrestricted free agent. Now, in my opinion, I believe that this is all about money. Because there is no way that Jarvis Landry believes he's going to be chasing championships in Cleveland, especially with Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. That all being said, if the Browns were to lose Landry, they might as well start thinking about a rebuild. Because star power is leaving as quickly as possible. Jarvis Landry is one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL it's probably because he spent most of his career with the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Do you think that Landry's time with the Browns is coming to an end?
1: I do. I do. Frankly, if you just look at his contract, listen. Um, one year, uh, almost no dead cap. I think he has about $1.5 million in dead cap. The Browns, honestly, would be better served to just trade him, free up the cap, and then um, – You know look for someone else let jarvis go go chase a ring somewhere else and honestly Like you mentioned probably start your rebuild. there It sounds like they have questions about baker mayfield Get draft picks move on from this guy I think I do think he saw odell win a ring and he probably wants to try to chase a ring Let let him do it. He's getting older I don't I don't see the long the long-term benefit for the browns here despite their depth chart being pretty, uh pretty uh bad to say the least
0: well mike uh RayRoute.com followers at rayrote web uh Pats nation fans whatever it may be viewers nfl fans in general they all agree with you um 78.9 so almost 79 percent of people say no he's gone when we asked will landry be a brown next season yeah so That leaves a really interesting sort of scenario because there's a couple of big name wide receivers that are on the market this year. Michael Gallup being one of them. Many people believing that he'll be ready to go by August with his ACL. Mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry being on the trade block probably won't happen because that's a big salary for a team to acquire. He's more than likely going to be released. Um, But yeah, it looks like everybody's on the same page as you, man. They don't think that he's coming back to Cleveland this year. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. You look at Cleveland's cap situation
1: right now. They only have $3 million in cap. They're going to need cap room just to sign their draft picks. So um, either they have to sign him to a huge multi-year extension, which for a guy that's 29 years old, um, you know, you're going to be paying him till he's about 35. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. And I think it really helps them do one other thing. And even though it sounds underhanded, it takes something away from Baker Mayfield, probably so you can cut the legs out from under them and get rid of them even sooner. Again, sounds awful, Ooh. but
0: that
1: look could be the you. case. I like
0: that. <laughs> that could be a whole subject. All right, guys, we're going to look at uh, this story that says that Brian Flores is not mad at Bill Belichick. And of course, we're going to finish off with Rodney Harrison saying no wide receiver, no cornerback, a linebacker with the first round pick. And uh, an audience poll that may surprise a lot of people. But let's start with this. Now, Brian Flores may have filed the lawsuit, but it was Bill Belichick who really rattled the NFL's cage when he texted Brian Flores when he thought he was texting Brian Dable. That, of course, led to Belichick's text messages being included in the lawsuit that Brian Flores has filed against the NFL for racial discrimination in the hiring process. Good news, though, if you care, Christopher Price of the Boston Globe uh, covered what Flores said on the I Am an Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall. And Flores says that he's not mad at Belichick. And he even agreed that Belichick is the, quote, the GOAT. Here's what Price wrote. Although he revealed some of a text exchange with Bill Belichick as part of a lawsuit against the NFL, former Patriots assistant Brian Flores said he doesn't bear any ill will towards his old boss, quote, I'm not mad, Flores said. He sent a text message to the wrong person. I'm certainly guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Podcast host Brandon Marshall called Belichick the goat, and Flores quickly agreed. He also said, quote, to me, I thought it was specific to the lawsuit in that it confirmed a lot of the things that I thought were going on, uh, that I think a lot of black or minority coaches think are going on. It kind of confirmed it for me, he added. What caught my interest the most in this story was Flores said he's not mad at Belichick for texting him instead of Dayball. However, not long ago, Flores did kind of call Belichick out for influencing the New York Giants' position in the New York Giants hiring Dayball and said that this needs to stop. I also wouldn't expect Flores to be upset after Bill basically gave him an exhibit to present in his lawsuit. However, I do expect that Flores has to feel some resentment if he believes Belichick influenced the decision that worked against him. I also wonder if there's any hard feelings on Belichick's side because his name has been getting dragged around a little bit over this. And it's also been revealed that Belichick and Flores have not been in contact since the incident which is also a little bit fishy. Mike, this is an interesting one. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not really a football story, but it's like, it's kind of a story that needs to be covered because it's a branch off of a huge issue. Right. Um, That being said, let's get into this a little bit. Sure. Do you believe that there's any hard feelings between Bill Belichick and Brian Flores?
1: It's hard to tell. We, uh, we know that bill gets a little ruffled easily, you know, um, People that have wronged him, he hasn't, uh, been known to keep in contact with hell. He has, uh, he's been known to not keep in contact with people that he's friendly with. So, um, listen, he didn't talk to coach Mangini. He still hasn't after, you know, the whole thing that happened with Spygate and all that. And I know I understand it's different, but I think Bill, um, takes integrity to a different level than most people. I think, like Ray mentioned, if you drag his name through the mud a bit, he will take it personally, and he he may cut ties with you. Um, this could be another thing. His lawyers could just be saying, at this point, don't have any contact with Brian. We understand there are no hard feelings. We need to wait to see how things play out to make sure there are no legal ramifications for you or the Patriots. So, um it it it's an interesting uh subject to kind of think about
0: just to finish off your story too uh not yeah. only uh has he not spoken to mangini according to mangini in Seth wickersham's book belichick tried to fight him at an nfl <laughs> meeting <which is> just <laughs> absolutely phenomenal so this was probably the most split that the polls uh came up to today over on at ray route web we said brian flores said he's not mad at bill belichick do you think belichick is holding a grudge and should the patriots have hired flores so we asked and here was the, i said bill's pissed no grudge or should have hired flores so we gave those three options okay so no grudge won at 38.9 percent. wow i'm surprised 36.1 said should have hired flores And 25% said Bill's pissed. So very, very tight, very close Mm. in in the votes. I tend to agree with Bill's pissed, and that's what I voted for. Yeah, I Uh, I agree. I think that, A, I don't think there's been contact about, hey, I'm using this. That's what I'm getting out of these conversations, which you know is going to just piss Belichick off. But B he also did throw bill under the bus a little bit saying like, you know, he influenced the giants decision and yeah, I just, I mean, I I don't know bill Belichick, the person, but what we do know about bill Belichick, that this just does not seem like the, uh, the type of thing that we're going to, uh, see.
1: Yeah. Listen again, we've heard the stories about bill, whether it be through former players, books, uh, second and third hand, um, Again, it seems like if you ruffle his feathers, he may not talk to you. So,
0: good luck. So, we do have a little bit of breaking news here Oh, that has to do with Brian Flores. Uh, Wigdor Law, who is a top New York NYC employment lawyer, said, in response to the Dolphins calling Brian Flores' assertion to an NDA categorically false, blow our screenshots from the draft agreement and payment termination notice. If Brian Flores had signed this, he would have been gagged and unable to talk about his experience. Wow. So, the Dolphins are denying that they tried to put a gag order on Brian Flores uh, for payment. And a lawyer has looked at it. And said, no, they were trying to put a gag order on him.
1: Wow. More, more, uh,
0: just a little tidbit of evidence there, I this guess. It's just huh? a story that keeps on giving, man. Like, it just, it doesn't go away. It just doesn't stop. I absolutely love it. All right, but we need to get into our last story of the day here, man. We're going to talk about Ronnie Harrison making a case for the Patriots to drop a linebacker. Sure. Draft a linebacker, not drop one with their first round pick. I put, whoa, I messed up there. I was going to say, did you want me to lead? I just took myself right out of the whole stream. So <laughs> we're good. I've uh, you listen to the podcast. There's a little technical difficulty. We're back here, though. Depending on who you listen to, the New England Patriots can do a lot of different things in the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, Pats Nation will basically tell you that the only acceptable move for Bill Belichick is to draft a receiver in the first round. Others, like myself, will say that the secondary is a huge issue, especially if New England isn't able to re-sign J.C. Jackson. Former Patriots strong safety and Super Bowl champion Rodney Harrison has a very different idea. Harrison said regardless of what the Patriots do in free agency, even if they don't bring back J.C. Jackson, even if they don't sign a bona fide number one receiver, Harrison believes that the New England has to draft a linebacker with their first-round pick. Now, it's kind of understandable, as Henry McKenna of Patriots Wire writes, the Patriots' current linebackers, who were also free agents, and are Jawan Bentley and Dante Hightower, they were good this season, but they weren't great. Here is what McKenna wrote about them: Rodney Harrison may not be a proponent of the popular opinion that the New England Patriots should draft a receiver, or if the team can't retain J.C. Jackson, a cornerback. Quote, I would go linebacker, Harrison said during an appearance on WEEI Sports Radio. Defense. New England's uh, inside linebacker position is looking thin, particularly with Dante Hightower and Juwan Bentley set to hit free agency. Even if both players come back, the Patriots probably need more speed and smarts in the middle of their defense. Both players have been good. Neither were truly great. And that showed late in the season when the Patriots struggled to defend the run. Listen, the Patriots could definitely have to address that linebacking core at some point. Uh, I'm still interested to see what Cameron McGrone can do for New England. The Patriots drafted him in the fourth round last year, the 2021 draft, but he's been sidelined uh, for the season with an injury. Regardless, the Patriots need a younger version of Jamie Collins if they expect to compete in the modern day NFL. All right, Mike, you put together a two-year plan for the Patriots, so I'm actually curious where this lands for you uh, or if the order of the player even matters, what order they're drafted. However, you and I have talked a lot about the Patriots taking a cornerback in the first round. Uh, We both said that the Patriots can't wait until, you know, can wait until the second round for a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think of Harrison's idea that New England needs to take a linebacker in the first round? I mean, it's interesting
1: because if you think about it, right, you have Hightower, you have Collins. They're basically, um, you know, out to pasture at this point. I don't think they're coming back. You have Kyle Van Noy with one year left on his deal. and You have Jawan Bentley, who's also a free agent, who, um, you know, I, we don't think he's going to demand a lot of money or interest, but who knows? Um, and then you're kind of left with the scraps, so to speak. So you have Uche, Winovich, and really some unproven guys at that point. Um, Listen, the linebacker depth is about just as concerning as the cornerback depth. Um, I think, really, if Devin Lloyd is there, which some mock drafts are projecting him to be, um, he looks like the best linebacker in the draft, I wouldn't be opposed to it.
0: Yeah, last year we had some conversations back when, uh, Connor was our was my co-host and we were having a lot of discussions around Micah Parsons or Mika yep. Parsons. I can't remember if it's Micah or Mika, but Parsons from Dallas, the linebacker who won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Defensive Rookie. Defensive Rookie of the Year. That's what I'd love the Patriots to get. I mean, he just proved his weight in gold this year for Dallas. I mean, I understand the Patriots got Mac Jones. Clearly, quarterback was very important for the Patriots heading into this year's draft, but man, I mean having that kind of dog in your linebacking core goes a long way for a defense. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Now I'm going to say to the, uh, RayRoute.com followers on Twitter, there wasn't a lot of voters. We we put out five polls. When you put out five polls, you can't expect everyone to get a lot, mm-hmm. but I thought for sure <laughs> this idea was going to go in a different direction. 80% of voters agree that the New England Patriots should draft a linebacker with their first-round pick. Wow. That's
1: that's impressive because you all know. All I've
0: heard is wide receiver. That's, that's all, all I've heard. We,
1: that's all we hear is wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver.
0: Yeah, so it really blew my mind that the Pats fans are kind of on the defensive train, which was great. Good. It's um, good to hear. And uh, I think what surprised me the most is that they went linebacker and not cornerback. Because that's what I have heard. I've heard if you don't get a wide receiver, who's the best cornerback available? Like who can play that number two for JC Jackson? Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, clearly Patriots names, Pats Nation, they're seeing seeing what we saw with that linebacking core. Everybody knows I love Dante Hightower, but, you know, it's time for him to go.
1: Yeah. Like I said, the depth the depth at at linebacker is just as concerning because the other pieces you have like the Uche, like the Winovich, like the, you know, handful of other guys there, we don't see anybody truly solid there and reliable. So
0: no, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's done. It's over. (laughs) You know what else is done and over Mike? This, this, this podcast. That's right. Thanks for coming, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks, Michael, Uh, For those of you listening who are... I got a... I got a few emails today. I'll just say a few. Um, Asking me about the live stream. Some of you kind of rude about it. Others of you just asking general questions. I've got some family stuff going on right now. Everybody's okay. But... Let's just say... My kids need a dad right now. Um, So... For the time being, our only live show will be on Friday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The reason that the podcast is not live is for two different reasons. A, contractually on some things, but B, I can't guarantee Mike. Mike and I recorded at 8.30, but anything could pop up for me, and I got to just say, hey, can we do it later? Can we do it earlier? Can you do it at all? If you can't, you know, and then I got to do my own. And it's hard to run a live show when you can't stay consistent to your time of when you're going to go live every night. It just people get more frustrated than us not doing it. Um, This is also, this 40 minutes or whatever that Mike and I do is the only recording I do a day. Uh, Where before I was doing a whole, the live show, the podcast, and then doing some exclusive stuff. I'm not kidding you guys. I'm just, I'm being a dad right now. And, um... I appreciate for the, I know I said this a little bit last night and I got some well wishes. I appreciate your well wishes for the people asking me what's going on. It's none of your business. What's going on. I'll tell you what my wife and I are doing well. I'm not getting divorced. It's nothing of that nature. Just I got family stuff and I got to be a dad. So I just ask you respect that as we go along, but you'll get the podcast every day. We do the podcast every day. We just can't guarantee what time we can get on to record uh but it will be available every day on spotify apple itunes all that kind of stuff um so i just wanted to make that update i appreciate all y'all um i appreciate all your support and i promise you when life gets back to normal here in the route household we mike and i uh will start talking to the, the boys lawrence uh connor mario Uh, about getting the live show together and I do want to throw a big shout out to those three guys because they've been super supportive throughout this with me Um, I want to throw a a big shout out to producer Mike who um, is having to deal with this constant change because of this Um, and he's doing a you know, he's just making himself available and I appreciate that. And um, it's making my life that much easier because of it. So thank you to all the boys uh, who comes out and thank you to all my audience uh, for the support and and whatnot, but um, there will not be, we're going to do the Friday shows because the paid Patreon members pay for that hangout. Most of them, that's the only thing they take advantage of on the channel. Um, So we will have the live show Friday nights uh besides that though we will not be doing live shows um i'm just gonna say indefinitely or for the foreseeable future this could be a month it could be two months it could be three months it could could be six months it could be when the season starts it could be next week i don't know um only time will tell so that's my update i appreciate you guys thank you so much for supporting me and um yeah the live shows will be coming back and that's about it for the dear past nation podcast uh thank you for tuning in today make sure that you follow us on twitter at ray web you can answer those uh poll questions we put up stay up to date uh when all our new content is released follow me on twitter at dpn underscore ray and you can follow producer mike at mn off topic uh, we've got all your patriots and nfl content covered why would you want to tune in why wouldn't you want to tune in daily Of course, remember, I'm a member of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything I'm doing over there, as well as over 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com has everything that you're looking for. If you're a fan of the Dear Pat's Nation podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content, head on over to RayRoute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. You'll find all my latest episodes of the Dear Pat's Nation podcast, plus my newest videos, blogs, merch store, and more, Go check out rayroute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H dot com and get all of my newest free content all in one place. And if you're looking for exclusive Dear Nation content, head on over to my Patreon page and become a Loyalty Club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks you get for joining the Patreon page. You get a live video version of the Dear Nation podcast. You get direct access to me. Send me a message and I guarantee I'll answer you. Your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Deer Nation podcast, plus every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join the Patreon Hangout with me and all the Loyalty Club members. So for only $5, you get an exclusive videos. You get your comments and questions answered, and you get the Friday Hangout. So come check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com. Uh, all right, that's it for the pitch- pitches. That's it for the content. We appreciate the clicks, and we appreciate everyone who listened from all over the world. And uh, listen, never forget, no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you're legit, kid.